You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Minute Warning Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. Your host, Dave Sturchio, and of course, two of the premier writers of bloggingtheboys.com. That's Aiden Davis, Tony Catalina. Fellas, how are we doing? I know we're feeling good. Are we walking? Are we McGregor walking, strutting all over the place after that win? Tony, I'll start with you. It's You've had some time to digest, obviously. We had the roundtable on Tuesday. You've done plenty of Cowboys work and writing throughout the course of the week, preparing for Arizona. But are you still feeling yourself a little bit? Listen, I think we got our swagger back. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just feel good about it. I don't care. Like, I think I mentioned it last week. I didn't care if it was the Little Giants or anybody. You want to go out there and you want to play that type of brand of football. And, hey, th- those are still professional athletes. Those are division opponents. They seemed like they wanted a piece of us. And, you know, they want Dallas. They want Dallas. And they got exactly what they wanted. They also got their benches uh, delivered and then escorted right back out. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, definitely helped. It's funny. I, I read a lot of uh, it, I think it was exact, it was actually Mrs. Elliott. It was Ezekiel Elliott's mother who might have put out a tweet saying something about the only thing that he, the benches heated was the Washington football team. And they got fired yeah. up and then, you know, they just <laughs> fighting each other. And it's all sorts of Aiden, bro, paint the picture. What was the atmosphere like? Because you were there. You were in the house for the one of the biggest victories in Cowboys history. I will. So first of all, we got there and me and my dad looked at each other and we're like, this is the most Cowboys fans we've seen at a game since we've ever been to a game. It was like you couldn't find a Washington fan. And part of that is, yeah, because the Washington football team is a poverty franchise at this point. (laughs) But I mean, you get there and it's just like it's towels waving. It's everybody's in Cowboy jersey. It was an amazing experience. And then. By the end of the first quarter, we were like, it's fun that it's amazing that they're absolutely curb stomping them. But did we just buy tickets to a game that's over at the first quarter? And then by halftime, we were like, we're up. We've already put up a 40 burger at halftime. What's happening right now? And so we just stayed. And that during the third quarter, it was just you just enjoy it. You just enjoy the piling on of a team that we both hate. It was so fun. Yeah, I can only imagine. I, I've, I've been a, a part of a couple beatdown games that the Cowboys have had in New Jersey. I've, uh, I was actually at the Monday night football game this year when we put a hurting on the Eagles. So me and you both got to see it. And then Tony, you were at the Patriots game, right? Yep. We all so the two minute wins. warning podcast is literally four and oh, cause I went to two games. You guys went to one apiece. We are four and oh, when we were in attendance, when I we went to the, the Carolina game. game. Wait, what? <laughs> I went to the Carolina game, so we're five and zero. We are five and zero, ladies uh, and gentlemen. And then you know what? Not for nothing. That Carolina game was when we put everybody on on notice that we were actually right. a good offensive team. Uh, they were coming in three and zero, and we were coming in. We we're like, oh, I don't know, man. We'll see. And then 
everybody on blogging the boys actually in that round table as a matter of fact we're getting on my case for saying that the panthers had a legitimate shot at winning that game and i was just like all right well i love to be wrong when it comes to that like why not but in any event the Cowboys get it done. They put up 56 points against the Washington football team. We're all riding high right now. Aiden, we did miss you over on the uh, the roundtable over the week um, on Tuesday night. Those are always fun. So if you want to hear all three of us uh, go to battle with Tom Ryle and um, Danny Phantom, and of course, RJ tries to reel us in from time to time, uh, you could go check that out on Tuesdays, Tuesday nights. And then, of course, Tuesday nights, they drop the podcast version as well. But I got to ask you guys, some of the best stuff, in the world to watch throughout the course of the week after a victory is sounds of the sidelines, right? That to me is the greatest thing ever. Like whoever came up with the idea, give them a Nobel peace prize or something like that. I don't know. Just give them something because I think it was one of the greatest uh, ideas for media, for people that want to see what really goes on behind the scenes of uh, not even behind the scenes, just right there on the field. Right? So you guys both saw it. And you know, and you're both aware of this bet that's going on right now between the offense and the defense as far as Dak Prescott and Demarcus Lawrence. You know, the offense for every touchdown and for every turnover, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole schematics of this thing. There is a debate going on during that. And there, I don't think it was settled, but I want you guys to settle it. And we're going we're gonna to sell it right here. Does that touchdown, that blocked punt touchdown go for the offense, the defense, or the special teams is it neutral? I'll start with Aiden. It has to be neutral, right? I mean, I understand Corey Clement blocked it, but then Chauncey Golson returned it for a touchdown. I'm just count as neutral. It's completely special teams. In fact, let's just bring John Fossil in on the bet. Congrats, John. You now have <laughs> one point. You're probably not going to be able to catch up. I will say, since we're talking about sound of the sideline, one of the kind of throwaway things I just noticed when they got that block punt for a touchdown. Dak Prescott, you, it cuts to him, and he's putting his uh, helmet down on the sideline. He seemed a little bit upset. I think he was ready to go <laughs> score. He's like, this is the time we're going to run up this bet, and he just kind of half-heartedly puts his helmet down. I'm like, oh, he wanted the ball, and he wanted to score. Dak Prescott was very animated uh, throughout the course of this uh, little episode of the Sounds of the Sidelines. There was the... Also, there was the uh, Malik Turner catch and run. Turner puts on the burners, and he starts to run. You see Dak Prescott just waving him around, just like like he's the third base coach trying to send him home. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, you're right, though. I definitely saw that. He was almost like had his helmet like next to his head, and he was just like, huh, all right. <laughs> you know, like, I guess that's another touchdown for the good guys. Tony, offense, defense, or special teams, who's that going to? I, I think the easy answer is neutral, and I love how Tony Pollard was kind of alluding to that fact. But if you look at it, right, Chauncey Golson scored, so that's defense. And then, you know, Corey Clement blocked it, so it was a little bit of everybody. Everybody got a little taste. You know, special teams get the score. You get an assist. So, And Tony Pollard playing broker there in the middle saying, listen, and there's a lot of money on the line there. I know they're talking about vacations and, and big cash, so those are literal – Big time negotiation. So to see them kind of, I hope they settled it neutral because it wouldn't be fair because everyone got a little taste of that one. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with both of you guys. I'm gonna go with neutral here. Nobody should get any kind of points or any kind of leeway uh, with this one because uh, again, yes, yeah, special teams involved doesn't matter who did it. They're on the special teams unit, and that's why they did it because they're there and there's a special team. So shout out to Bones Fossil for getting himself on the board uh, yesterday. With everybody, everybody, literally, you, me, and Aiden also scored a touchdown, too, because it was that much of an onslaught on the Washington football team. Now, I ask you, Tony, 
Are the Cowboys back? Are they all the way back? Is this is this something that we're going to really take into Arizona? Is this a momentum-building game, or is it the Washington football team just came into the wrong place at the wrong time? Listen, I think, you know, we're big back. You know, and, and I think that comes, you know, full circle over the month of December to go four and oh in the most important month of the year. How many times do you hear that? Right. You do. You kill it in September. You kill it in October. Everybody's like, yeah, but what do you do in December? What do you do when it gets cold? The injuries happen. There's attrition. Um, you look at the way they played in December, not even this year, but last year with that team that they had that was a shell of themselves. Mike McCarthy has a hell of a reputation, a hell of a record in December. So, I mean, it, at what point do you start saying, yeah, but it was this team or yeah, but it was that team and just realizing that this team gets hot when they're supposed to regardless because it's in the nature of this offense, the defense and how the special teams just comes together. It's just who they are. So now you're right, though, coming into Arizona is a different animal than the teams they played in December. So you would like to see it, um, you know, to go ahead into January, take it into 2022, that same um, mentality, same type of swagger they had in December. But I think beating Arizona, not to get ahead of ourselves here, is exactly what this team know, needs to. And, I, and it sounds crazy to say, but to put the league on notice, because you, you could say like what we said, you could say what you want about December and you could say what you want about the opponents. But at the end of the day, it's the Cowboys. People are always cynical about the team. And if they go and punch Arizona in the mouth and have them there fourth straight loss and have your fifth straight win, then how can you say anything but positive things about this team right now? Yeah, the, the opposing quote, talking heads are all uh, spewing Dallas Cowboys stuff this week. And there's been a lot of talk, you know, and, and I'm not going to mention anybody by name, but we all know the networks that decide to, you know, there's 32 teams in the NFL, but every every single Monday, the talk of the town is the Dallas Cowboys. And that's because we're, I guess they just draw ratings. Aiden, now you were a little bit, weary on the offense and you said you were waiting for this pre-buy offense to come back did you see enough to think that the pre-buy offense is back or again is it a product of who we played yeah so on the last podcast i said that i thought the offense would get rolling against washington but i'd want to see what happens against arizona to form a solid opinion i'm completely changing i saw enough out of the washington game to say yeah they are they seem like they have things rolling again because it's not even the 56 points it's not even the amount that they scored that gave me hope it was the way that they were doing it i mean kellen moore was masterful with his play calling again it seemed like he was getting back to his pre-bye week routine dak was just making solid throws cooper was getting in on the action again he looked great um Lamb had a couple of big catches downfield. And the most important thing is Dak was using his legs again. That was amazing to see. And so it's just all this culminated in me just thinking, this is exactly what I needed to see to have the opinion that they're back. And yeah, Tony's right. We'll see what happens against the Cardinals. But for now, I'm in the camp that I have faith that this offense is rolling again. And now staying on that and staying with you for a second. Now you said the offense is rolling again. Do you feel like Kellen Moore uh, showed us a little bit more, no pun, um, you know, in this game in particular, when everybody was trying to start to say, like, ah, he's, he's, he's reserving his his best plays for the end of the year or the better game. Did, what, there was a lot more play action to like that night. There was a lot more rollouts. There was a lot. There was that one hook and ladder play, which didn't work. And I wanted to throw myself <laughs> through a TV um, because I just can't stand that stuff. But do you think that Kellen Moore is also to, uh, you know, add to the, to the praise of what just happened and what we just witnessed. Yeah, absolutely. I think what we were, what we've seen in recent weeks is 
Kellen Moore is kind of trying to force a game plan where it seemed like every first down run was up the middle. He wanted to establish a run. He wanted to get it going. And so it was just continual runs up the middle. When he threw short, it didn't really seem like they were great play calls. It was just simple slants with not much motion. But what we saw against Washington was he wasn't trying to force a game plan anymore. It was him reacting to what Washington was giving him. He knew when the defense was on the heels, their heels. He knew when to run no huddle. He knew when to run play action. And it was just a completely reactionary effort. And so Kellmore rebounded in a big way too. Now, Tony, he just said that about Kellmore. I was a reaction type offense was run where he knew certain things. Do you have any explanation as to why that didn't happen in the last couple of weeks? I, you know, I think there's a multitude of things, right? It's it's tough to kind of pinpoint each week. I think each team will handle you differently. I think the familiarity with what the Washington football team is trying to do, playing them twice in three weeks helps. I think there is some merit to the fact that maybe um, Kellen Moore is being a little reserved, you know, at the, maybe in the first time and maybe as we go here because there are so many packages that have been untapped. You've seen them use different, different looks to kind of give teams um, – you know, more things to study. And at the end of the day, it's um, there's got to be plays and there's got to be things that they're going to hit when the games really count. And I think this week would would actually be one of those weeks where they might pull out some stops because, you know, beating the Cardinals and, you know, praying that the, the Vikings beat the Packers, we could be sitting here with a possible buy on the. I mean, this is a big game. I mean, we're talking about a playoff team, a playoff opponent, and it's going to have that type of atmosphere. Mike McCarthy alluded it to today in his media um, availability on Thursday as we record this. But yeah, I think Kellen Moore is going to pull out some tricks out of the bag. And and they don't even really have to be tricks. They can be wrinkles. He's going to pull out some things that are going to make this offense even more explosive. I like it. I like it a lot. So, again, putting a bow on this one, 56-14, the Cowboys move to 11-4. and four, And we do want to move on to the Cardinals. First, we do have some breaking news coming in from Tony Catalina from the newsroom, I guess you could say that, from bloggingtheboys.com. As we're recording this, on Thursday, December the 30th, it's around 5.30 in the afternoon, in the evening, over on the East Coast. Uh, over on the left coast in Central Time, it's, uh, I don't even know, what is it, 4.20 over there? <laughs> it's one hour difference, yeah, but I'll, for whatever reason, I always like trip myself up. Like, I don't know what time it is over there, but it's literally one hour. But again, breaking news out of Tony Catalina, DeMarcus Ware has been announced as a Hall of Fame finalist. So Dallas Cowboys fame DeMarcus Ware uh, one of the jerseys that I own is home away Turkey Day. I own all of the Marcus Ware's jerseys on the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, your first initial thoughts, Aiden, start with you uh, with the Ware news. I mean, as a guy who I'm 22 years old, so I started watching Cowboys football starting in the 2000s. I haven't seen and really been impacted by that many great Cowboys defenders, but it's DeMarcus Ware. It's like, when I think of the Dallas Cowboys defense as my, like in my generation, it's DeMarcus Ware. And I'm so happy for the guy. I'm happy he got a Super Bowl win. I crush it couldn't be with the Cowboys, but I mean, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame first ballot. He's the, the impact that he had on this organization was absolutely incredible. So good job for him. Hats off. Tony, you broke the news. You you know you send it over on the other chat. The little newswire we got going on over here at uh, the Two Minute Warning Podcast here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. Uh, first ballot, you think finals? He's in, right? You, you would have to say there's no arguments here. 
I, it gotta be. I think if 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 anybody's first ballot, he's in that small list of guys who have earned that honor, right? Super Bowl champion, uh, franchise changing player. I mean, look at the. I mean, I know it was a money move when he went over to Denver, but I think it hurt all of us. He's one of those guys that you hate to see go. But the fact that Aiden alluded to the fact he got a championship, it's one of those guys you root for. Like for me, it was like Des Bryant, like that too. You see Des Bryant catch a pass for Baltimore, and you just feel good about it. And but for Demarcus Ware to see him sacking the quarterbacks to to actually end up getting a ring out of it um it's easy pick first ballot he should be a slam dunk and um, i'm grateful for the memories and the way he played as a cowboy so definitely i think we have ourselves another demarcus Ware on the team right now who's who's actually re- like wreaking havoc and that's micah parsons and also demarcus lawrence and like randy gregory there's and randy gregory wears the number you know what i mean so there's a lot of resemblance now finally we haven't seen this since demarcus Ware. you know what i mean we've had Role players coming in and out of this uh, this team. But I think overall, yeah, you can't think Dallas Cowboys defense within the last 25 to 30 years without putting DeMarcus Ware's name literally at the top, like number one defensive player. So in that regard, I think 100% the kid gets in. Uh, the kid, he's older than us, I think. I think, I don't know. I'm probably older than everybody. Um, he's, uh, he's definitely getting in first ballot. I, I have no doubts whatsoever. So exciting. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, moving on to Arizona, right? So we were going into this uh, podcast thinking that, you know, obviously the teams 
what we're going to have to realize is that the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals have both gone through this COVID thing, right? That that you can't go through an NFL prep week without worrying about somebody dropping to COVID. Once again, Tony Catalina, as we're dropping this podcast and recording this podcast, breaks news that it looks to me that left tackle, starting left tackle, DJ Humphreys of the Cardinals, out with COVID. So now, as a Thursday recording, he is out. There is no way he's getting back in this game. Does that just, I mean, somebody's about to have a field day, whether it be Lawrence or, or like wherever these guys decide to line up on Sunday. Tony, your initial thoughts about the loss of their starting left tackle. I mean, we see we see the impact weekly, right? I mean, this is some guys on every team that you're like, man, I hope he I hope he can avoid this. I hope this never becomes a situation. DJ Humphreys, blindside, you know, left tackle, most important position on the line. I think we'd all agree with that. Um, when you lose your starting left tackle, it's it's never a good thing. Um, now you're talking about swing tackle, playing left tackle. Now you're now you're talking about plug and play. Some guys who are obviously not starting caliber, otherwise they would be starting, right? In in the NFL, offensive line play as a whole is um, it's at a premium right now. There isn't a ton of depth across the league. So even starters aren't like there's some starters across the league that aren't like starter quality, but that's just how it is in the league right now. So you'd hate to see them, you know, for them to have to go into that situation for the Cowboys, it could be a feasting. And, you know, with the way we have our defensive line, we're getting everybody back. Jordan Lewis is back. Tristan Hill's coming back. You know, also Diggy Zua. Like we got some guys that are going to be able to cause some mismatch problems to Marcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory. So as a Cowboys fan, you, you, whoever's out there, you're ready to play. But if the, if the chips in, this, in the cards, you know, deal your way, I'm not going to complain about it. Cards, cards, no pun intended there either. Good job there, Tony. I like that. I like that. Aiden, so now we, we're obviously we, Humphreys is off on the offensive line. We're staying on the topic of the offensive line. It seems to me that Tyron Smith is on his way back for this game. Do you feel like with the, the way things are shaking out right now, the NFC East is locked up. The worst we can finish is fourth, right? Like right now we sit at two, but if we take care of business, the best we could do is either two. Three, I mean, there's multiple possibilities, right? Their shifting uh, in the seating is available. But I ask you this. Would you have sat out Tyron Smith for the rest of the regular season and keep him fresh for the playoffs? Or are you all in right now? Let's rock and roll. Tyron, get your ass back out there and play. Yeah, when I saw that, it came out, I think, Sunday night, Monday. They said that Tyron Smith was going to practice this week. He'd probably be available. I kind of cringed at that a little. I was like, this guy, he's not the most, he's not, the most consistent player when it comes to staying on the field and come playoff time, if we're able to have a starting five offensive linemen, that's huge. No, not many teams are, will be able to say that, especially if we have Connor Williams in there, which is now proven to be the absolute right choice. And so just risking a guy who has dealt with injuries this year is clearly still de dealing with some. Now I just, I don't like it, but you know what? If you want to go out there and capture the one seed, pro hopefully do it. What I would say is if the Packers beat the Vikings this week, Lions not Lions aren't beating the Packers, so you're pretty much out of the one seed contention. So that's where I'd say week 18, just sit Tyron, sit anybody who has lingering injuries. But if you want to let him go, hopefully he's ready to go. Tony, your thoughts on Tyron coming back? 
Listen, I'm I'm okay with it, honestly, because I think this game is important, right? If if you win this football game, every everything, and I think the result of this football game is going to tell us a lot um, about how they handle it. I think Aiden kind of alluded to it. You win this football game, now you're hoping that Green Bay loses, right? You got to have something shake your way to to have that one seed. But let's say let's not even talk about if you win. If you lose this football game, I think your fate is kind of sealed in that sense. Where now you can kind of treat that Philadelphia game as that. Let's get anybody who's hurt, let's get them out of the game, even if you know they don't need to be out there. Tyron Smith might fall into that category. If you win this, what a chance to go against and, and, and beat Philadelphia in week 18 to secure the one seed. Now you're playing with a guaranteed bye week. Now he's going to get a week off of play before he play football. He's going to get two weeks before he's in a football game. So um, I think this game was always the game that I thought they envisioned that they were going to you know, circle it. I thought they felt pretty good against the last two opponents and that they were going to be able to get it done without Tyron Smith. That turned out to be true. But now this is a game where Chandler Jones is coming. And I don't like the prospects of Terrence Steele and Chandler Jones um, duking it out a little bit. So I think this is always the plan and how this shakes out will be how they move forward. Yeah, I was going to bring up Chandler Jones next because I was that's where I was going to say like normal circumstances. If this was anybody else, almost, you know, I would say like, yeah, you know what, dude, it's time. Pump the brakes. You know, let's let's hang on for a little bit. Let's get through these games without you. We'll get you for the playoffs. But Chandler Jones is the kind of guy that can wreck a game. He, he's led the league in sacks for a little bit of, of this year. I believe it was early on this year. He was really seriously wreaking havoc over there uh, off the left side. And, and the last thing you want is Dak Prescott running all over the place. You really you don't want that. But it did show, and I saw your tweet right before we started going here, Tony, is that Dak Prescott is finally coming into his own again where he says, well, if I got to use my legs, I will. Do you find that this this new confidence is a health thing, or is he finally just getting over that mental hump where he's just going to start making the decisions based off the situation? I think it's a little bit of both, but I also – feel like in a different I'm going to go in a little different situation a little different direction with it I I feel like it was always kind of planned I always thought it was part of the the system of like you're, you're not going to have me you know my third and 14 run against the Seattle Seahawks on the playoff run in October you're not going to get me to go balls to the wall in the middle of a, a week six game but now we're getting to the point in the season where He's gonna he's gonna put his shoulder into it. He's gonna try to get those extra yards. He understands there is no tomorrow. And I think that was just I think last week was more so like, let me give this a shot. Let's see how this feels. Let me get out of this pocket and see what it feels like to kind of get on my horse a little bit. Because I could now it's kind of the same way I feel about Tyron Smith playing. That's how they're going to move forward from this point on. I think everybody understands what's at stake coming from this point on. They secured the division. They secured a playoff spot. Now it's go time, and there really is no tomorrow. You get hurt, you get a whole offseason to get right. I hear that. I hear that. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Aiden, we're all right. So focusing now, uh, you know, we'll flip it. You know, we've already talked about Chandler Jones. The Arizona Cardinals defense definitely poises some problems uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, but we'll flip to the other side of the ball. Kyler Murray. Now, last year, we did play the Arizona Cardinals. Now, given it was Andy Dalton's first start, I believe it was a Monday night football game, if I'm not mistaken, and we're all thinking to ourselves because everybody starts saying maybe the Dallas Cowboys can do just as good, if not better, with Andy Dalton as quarterback, right? We're all proven wrong relatively quick. Now, and Kyler Murray has his way. Cliff Kingsbury toys us, the toys with us. Christian Kirk still running from one of his touchdown catches. It's, it's insane how much they ran away with that game. Now, it's a Totally different story, right? Arizona's in a little bit of a free fall here. We just talked about the news about Humphreys being out. 
How effective do you think Kyler Murray is going to be? And how much do you think his legs are going to be a factor? You've noticed lately that he is actually trying to limit his running, almost as if he's turning into a Russell Wilson-esque where he wants to rely on his arm, right? Where do you factor in Kyler Murray and how much of a pain in the ass is he going to be come Sunday? Yeah, you're, you definitely hit the nail on the head where he has been rushing less. And I think that it's kind of like Dak where he was injured for a few games. And so I think the injuries factoring in, uh, he doesn't want to run as much. I, I still think that Kyler Murray's greatest weapon isn't his legs. I'm his, his legs are great when he wants to run. He's the second fastest quarterback in the NFL, but his deep ball this year has been absolutely incredible. He's, he has like a 60% completion percentage on balls that travel, travel more than 20 yards or 50%, which is absolutely insane. He's, for my money, the best deep ball passer in the league this year. And so if I'm the Cowboys defense, I'm I'm Dan Quinn. What I'm doing is I'm saying Kyler Murray's probably not going to run that much. I think we can deal with him ripping off a few yards here and there, but I'm just trying to keep everything in front of me. I don't want them to completely swing the momentum with a deep ball to Kirk or a deep ball to, I don't, I don't know if Rondell Moore's playing, but just one of these moon balls that Kyler Murray keeps dropping in that completely changes the outcome of the game. I don't want that to happen against us because I don't think Kyler Murray can march down the field and methodically score on this defense. I do think he can hit a lucky play over the top. So that's what I'd focus on. You know, it's funny. I'm actually trying to think, and I don't know if the, the assignments have been given out yet, but a guy that throws the moon ball like he does, right? Nine times out of ten, I don't know if you guys have noticed. Well, you were at the game, Aiden, but uh, you know, from from me and eight, uh, me and Tony's standpoint, we got to see this game relatively closer because of the the television. Not a lot of penalties called, right? Not a lot of penalties at all. We like that ref. Literally, Randy Gregory did a freaking gator roll just so he can pose next to the quarterback, and there was no flag. So after that, I was like, you know what? These referees are going to let these guys play. It is the NFL, right? This is a rivalry. Let the boys play. It really depends on the uh, on the officiating crew that we draw this week because these moon balls, while they're 50-50 balls for the receiver and the and the corner, it's like 75-25 with certain referees throwing inter, you know uh, interference flags. So I think that's a big thing to keep, you know keep in mind. I haven't really looked it up, and I usually don't pay attention to that stuff until you know right before game day or, or game time. As soon as I see somebody, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. You know, like I, I what what's up. Just anybody other than Sean Hockley. That's what I'm saying. Like, but this is now this is the Fox game of the week, right? So this is going to be prime time in your face. The whole country is watching this one. This is a Buck and Aikman vehicle. You know what I mean? So they're going to get some kind of decent referee crew. Hopefully it's not the Hockley crew. So I want to ask you this, uh, Tony. With the corners playing the way they are, right? And DeAndre Hopkins being out. Where... Can you find success when you're if you're the Cardinals right now? Where where are you? Like AJ Green is going to be locked up by either you know Anthony Brown or Trayvon Diggs or vice versa. Christian Kirk's got a little bit of a step because he's you know obviously younger a little bit. Rondell Moore is a little bit of a wild card again. We don't know if he's going to go. Like, do you feel like with Hopkins being out, the one big missile that we're not going to have to guard? Do you feel like this defense has like a leg up completely going in? You know, uh, to be honest with you, I think Arizona Cardinals presents a bit of a challenge for the Cowboys because I think Kyler Murray is that he doesn't lean on his, his legs as much as he probably has in the past, but that ability is always there, right? If you're not disciplined, you're not principal in your rush lanes, and you're not just playing like sound 
technique football, he, he can break out the back door for 20, 25 yards. So that's always a scary element. Then you look at the receivers, right? I, I don't think they're the best unit we've ever faced this year. I think there's obviously better units, but without DeAndre Hopkins, that helps. Now, if you had someone like that, it puts you in a different bind. But like uh, Aiden alluded to, with these moon balls and being so accurate, who do you think they're going to go after? You know what I mean? Anthony Brown is going to be like target number one. It's probably going to be Christian Kirk over the top because he did it to us last year. He's got a little bit of wheels. He got some, you know, some, some speed to him. They might just throw it up and just in, test the waters early. You know, there, there might be Kyle Murray to see like where these refs are at because um, that seemed to be some of the remedies for the, some of these teams that have beaten us in the past. But I, you know, for me, it would just be, if the Cowboys come out and play sound football and they just go out there and play disciplined um, technique, I think they'll be fine. You know, this is the type of game where if you're trying to match athlete for athlete, Kyler Murray is probably the best athlete on the field. I don't know if you guys caught the C.D. Lamb quote when they asked him who was faster. And C.D. Lamb, like, without question, was like, Kyler Murray is faster than me. This guy is, you know, speed, pure speed. So even though he hasn't done it, that threat scares me to hell. So, I, you know, there is some matchup nightmares, but the Cowboys defense, Dan Quinn, will get him right. The only matchup that, like, kind of jumps out at me is, is Ertz. I don't know why. It's just like Ertz, like as weeks went on, Ertz is the guy for Murray, like the safety net. He's caught a bunch of balls. And for whatever reason, I just feel like there's going to be one time where he's going to find him to find the seam and just break one loose. I mean, that's what I look. I don't feel like any shutouts are coming this week, Tony. And I hope you don't feel the same way there no. about this game. This game might be a little different. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I again, this the, the teams match up good together. The the Arizona Cardinals are obviously falling a little bit, right? They've lost a couple games in a row. The Dallas Cowboys, now check this out. I mean, people have to understand this. You know, the four wins in in uh, December, I think they've won four in a row, right? Yeah, so four in a row. If they take out Arizona and then take out Philly, you're going into a playoffs winners of six straight games. You know what I mean? This is the time to get hot. And I know that all the Cowboy fans are starting to feel that way now where you're puffing out your chest a little bit, which is fine, you know, you but you got to be cautiously optimistic when it comes to this Dallas Cowboys team. There is the likelihood or possibility that this game in front of you right now doesn't go our way, right? It doesn't go our way. And, and look, we know things are locked in certain regards, right? We got the division game. That's all good. With that being said, it's the two-minute warning. It's time to pick this game right now because, again, there's a lot of people that are saying that the Dallas Cowboys are flying high right now. The Arizona Cardinals are in a downward spiral. So, to me, old me, and it's funny because this was brought up on uh, the roundtable, is that I have, like, this Jason Garrett era, like, brain. Like, something will go wrong eventually, right? I'm trying to I'm, – I'm still, like, trying to get over that. But it, it's not easy, guys. It's not. It's like it's like going to therapy. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't get fixed after one session. So, Aiden, I'll start with you. The Dallas Cowboys, the Arizona Cardinals, four twenty five on the East Coast. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Fox, the whole world watching. Do the Dallas Cowboys get their twelfth win of the season? I'm going to say yeah. Um, I first of all, I'd like to. I listened to the round table. Y'all did great, but RJ kind of spoiled the two minute warning asking y'all score predictions for the Cardinals game. And I was, I was just thinking, Hey, that's all right. Awesome. Maybe I, maybe I changed my mind. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. I, th I think we get this win. the best part when a Cowboys win a game, like they did last week against Washington, it's just 
consuming as much media as possible, just going through and not even Cowboys media, just like, what are they saying in NFL circles? What are they saying just in general? And one of the most common things I saw last week is the Cowboys defense is great, but they haven't played an actual opponent yet. Like they haven't, over this four game stretch, they haven't played a formidable rival. I think this is the week the Cowboys defense shows up. I think they hold the Cardinals to like 16 points. I think the Cardinals get an extra special teams defensive touchdown. I think the offense looks solid again, but I think the headline from this weekend is going to be the Cowboys defense is legit and they're one of the best defenses going into the playoffs. I say the Cowboys win 24-23. They win a close one. All right. So wait, you said 24-23? Is that what you said? Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> You're going to put I, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I'm not ready for a one point win against Arizona. Tony, uh, fix this, please, bro, because I, I don't know if I can uh, go into the weekend with 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 Aiden's prediction. Listen, uh, I'm not going to say it's that close. I do think it'll be a close contested football game. Um, this Cowboys team has a, you know, even against like Washington, like they score seven on you. They wonder like, okay, is this where the dam breaks on this defense? And then they're like, no, they're going to be fine. And then they play out here and then they're, they're making uh, tons of plays and, you know, cash and checks on Dak Prescott's behalf. So um, for me, I'd look at this game being a 27 to 20, right? I think I could see, I could see Arizona scoring a touchdown in the first quarter. I could see the defense tightening up, getting a couple of field goals. They might get one late to make it 20. But ultimately, I think the offense is going to be enough. I think the defense is going to toughen up when they have to. And this is, like you said, I don't care who's out there. As long as they have Kyler Murray out there, they have explosive ability. James Conner, if he plays, it's still a big if if he plays. 14 touchdowns on the season. He's a bruiser. Chase Edmond is a chase of, uh, change of pace back that has explosive playability. Rondell Moore, I, I think it's iffy he's playing as well. He's another one of those speedsters. So there's guys that, you know, they catch you sleeping. They catch you slipping a little bit and a little low. They can make a big play. But I think that's the difference. And I get the same feeling you do, Dave, because we're of the same age. We saw the same stuff. Like, this is the game where things typically back in the day would get out of hand quick and then they'd spiral out and you're like, oh my God, how do we get out of this? But I think that's where Dan Quinn is different. I think Dan Quinn is not going to let that happen. And I said this, I think Michael Parsons has some youthful ignorance that he understands that like, he doesn't understand the Cowboys supposed to fold. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. He's out there making plays. Like it doesn't Aww. matter to him. Aww, poor guy doesn't know the history. <laughs> right. Exactly. He doesn't know that this is how it's supposed to go. So he's out there making plays and you got Jaron curse who got the swagger. Randy Gregory is, is like they, they, they just have a whole different mentality. You hear him on the sideline. Like these guys are having fun and they're doing it with confidence and swagger because last year they, we didn't know if they knew the playbook this year. They, they like they, running around there, you know, knowing what the other team's going to do as it's happening. So I just feel a lot better about Dan Quinn and this whole defensive unit. And that's why I feel confident in a win on Sunday. I, I, I'm, I'm with you guys in the result. I, I do think that, um, see, this is where I, I threw you guys for a loop because I was saying, I was telling you guys that I was a little nervous, right? I was telling you guys that I thought those things were going to kind of, this could be the time that things kind of go out of control and we're not going to know how they feel after this game. And they're going to be pissed off and who knows what's going to happen. Here's my here's my bold prediction here, okay? If the Cowboys can go out there this week and win this game handedly, when I say handedly, I'm talking two scores, right? Whether that be 10 or, you know, 10 would be your own, your first two, two score, really, or nine. Nine's a two-score game, right? If they go out there and win this game like that and we come out of here thinking that the defense has yet another two takeaways, right? And Dak Prescott's got, I don't know, another two touchdown passes. Zeke gets one on the ground. 
If they play the same recipe that they played against Washington and it works again against Arizona, I'm telling you guys right now, you guys are your my witnesses and anybody who listens to this will be my witnesses. There is nobody in this league that will touch the Dallas Cowboys going forward. If this is the recipe of the way they can play football going forward, nobody will touch them. Not not Green Bay, not Tampa Bay, not San Francisco, not Minnesota, not Philadelphia. None of these teams, not the Rams, none of these teams will be able to run with these guys pound for pound, shot for shot. Okay? That's only if the Cowboys win this one soundly. If they take it to the wire like Aiden's prediction and they kick a field goal to win the game and Greg the leg is the hero, yay, everybody's excited, but they barely got out of there, then I'll say, all right, I'm going to be optimistic. We'll see what happens. But if they take care of business against a playoff team who's already clinched, they're already in the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys can't be beat. This year's Dallas Cowboys can't be beat. And, I'm, you know, I, I, it's, it's crazy to say that. Um, it's year in and year out. You know, the, the, the age-old thing for Dallas Cowboy fans is, you know, how many times do we say this is our year, right? We did not go into this year thinking this was our year, guys. We did not. You know, we, we went in thinking they're going to win some games because Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. Hopefully the defense can hold teams under 30, right? And all of a sudden, it's the other way around for a, a quote, slump for December. The defense just balls out. Dak Prescott struggles. We still win four in a row. Like, it's it's insane to me. This is the way a complete balanced breakfast is supposed to taste. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the Dallas Cup. This team right here is the Kansas City Chiefs of a couple of years ago where Honey Badger just at the very end of the year started making plays left to right and Sorensen and guys like that. Those role players started making big plays and, and Patrick Mahomes was dropping them in the bucket and just making plays left and right and doing behind-the-back passes, whatever the hell he does, right? The Chiefs were rolling. Andy Reid rolled. He was a big guy. He gets the big guy celebration. It's time for our big guy, Mike McCarthy, to get his celebration one more time in Dallas. Preach. Go ahead, Aiden. I thought I was going to go out on a high note, but I know you're going to drag me down. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, this entire year, I think since the Cardinals have been 7-0, and you have called them frauds. Now they're on a three-game losing streak. God forbid what happens if they come to AT&T Stadium and beat us. Will you just have to turtle for a few days? Uh, no, no, because I still think that at the end of the day, a guy like Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, they're just not, they are not built to win that game yet. I don't think the team is built to win that game yet. I don't think that the organization as a whole, like there wasn't many people like the Cardinals were the Steelers of last year. The Steelers were 10 and 0 man. And like, dude, Garrett Gilbert almost beat them. There was a time where we we're like, Oh, wait a minute. Timeout. You know, the Steelers, they may have beaten people, but they're beating a bunch of bad teams. Right. The Cardinals were a product of the of a red hot start, and then you now you're seeing their face when you take away one of their big guns, right? And then Murray was out, and they were actually still winning games. So people are like, "Oh man, they definitely are for real, right?" Well, chances are that Kyler Murray is a very boomer bust quarterback, meaning if he's on, that dude is on, and he's one of the best in the league, right? But when he's boohoo, Kyler Murray, when he's on the sidelines like pouting and and just looking all disarray and disheveled, he's one of the worst in the league. He turns into Baker Mayfield all of a sudden, right? He just looks like he's just lost. So that's why I think the Cardinals are frauds because I don't personally believe that Kyler Murray can sustain a couple games in a row in a postseason run. Like, you know, in your head, there's no way that anybody right now, unless you're obviously media in Arizona or an Arizona fan, there's nobody out there right now that could say, yeah, once Arizona gets into the playoffs, watch out. You know, there's nobody thinking that way. So that's why I think they're frauds because I don't even think – 
at the end of the day, when the seedings are done, one through seven, and they're in there at, at certain, either they win their division, which I don't think they're going to do. So if they wind up being the five, right, there's eight, nine, and ten team that deserve to be in there before they do. Honestly, that's that's just the way I feel. But I will not turtle. I will always shell out. I will always show up. There's no way that anybody can shut me up. Clearly, if you're listening to this podcast, you're wondering when is this kid going to shut up? But this is how you fill time, ladies and gentlemen. For that, for that being said, the Cowboys should beat Arizona right here. According to all three of us, we are in lockstep with the result. The Cowboys should be 12 and four going into the final um, final week of the season. And then we'll, we'll see what the, the listen. <laughs> I think Kirk Cousins stinks, but this week I hope he's literally the second coming of Christ. I hope he, <laughs> I hope he just lights up the scoreboard and somehow, some way the Packers trip up at Lambeau. Will that happen? Probably not. But hey, listen, we can dream. So for Dave Sturchio, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, this has been another episode of the Two Minute Warning Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. We'll see you guys next week. Let's go, Cowboys. Plot 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.